It's 2023, and you're with the Lakeland Sports Guys, coming to you from Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. I'm Tom Carroll. He's Chris Cox. we got the biggest Georgia fan in South Carolina in the house today. Billy Wade's going to be joining us. We'll talk dogs. We'll talk frogs. Should be a lot of fun uh, with the national championship coming up. We've also got uh, some exciting news with FCA as far as the tournament went with the basketball. Congrats to Saluda. We'll run down that a little bit for you. They uh, pulled one out against Calhoun Falls in overtime. So stay tuned. That's coming up as well. Happy New Year, man. I can't believe it's been this long, brother. Can't believe it's been this long. Well, we took an extended leave. We didn't did. We? And like I said, you you got issues. I got issues. So, uh, we're not the only ones, but today's firing day in the NFL. So they they dropping right and left in the NFL. So if you need a job or coordinator, go get one. <laughs> But glad to have you with us. Come on out to Howard's on Main. They've got all kinds of great food. Amber and her staff, along with Howard, will make sure that you get uh, not only the best food, but the best service that you could possibly have around here. They kept my uh, water glass full when I had lunch out here earlier today. And not to mention, they got delicious specials throughout the day. I had the cheeseburger and fries today. Absolutely delicious. And then uh, Thursday, uh, coming up this week, they've got the ribeye steak sandwich with the twice-baked potatoes. It's going to be coming up. Side note, too, Jake Bartley is going to be here Thursday night, 6 o'clock at Howard's on Main. So, great entertainment as well. Yeah, I may try some with him. I'll, I'll get in touch with him see if he wants to do a little something quick. So, we'll have him doing because, you know, he, he's a big sports guy too. So, I, Man, it's been so long, I forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, old harvests are hard to, hard to get rid of. Um, but let's start with the high school aspect. A lot of high school action that did take place over the last couple of weeks. None bigger than the FCA tournament over there at uh, Emerald High School. And congrats to Saluda High School. Big win for them. 61-55 was the final in overtime against the Flashes of Calhoun Falls. Um, and that came with about 10 seconds left. That Calhoun Falls center, Trey Sutton, went ahead and hit that jumper uh, at the free throw line to go ahead and tie it up and send it into overtime. And that was tied at 47 at that point. Um, so, you know, that extra five minutes went fast. <laughs> it was up and down the court uh, with both of those teams. Um, you look for the Tigers, uh, 14 points in the extra inning, uh, probably one of their best performances all year long, and, and, you know, probably one of the reasons they are still in the top ten as of right now. I got a little birdie that told me something about that CF team over there, that Calhoun Falls team. And the girls and guys are supposed to be a lot better this year. I, we really hadn't pre, you know, premiered the basketball the way we had because it's still football season to me. But um, this is that's a good basketball team at Calhoun Falls. I'm not sure who the coach even is, to be honest with you. I know, I know you're from – Bill O'Hage from there. so. Um, but I, they're a good team. And if you went in any of those games, you saw good defense. And that's, that's what they predicate themselves off. Their points come off their defense. Mm-hmm. Their comes off their steals. And uh, while we're talking about that tournament, man, just doing you know, continue prayers, John Mark, you're doing good. He worked his butt off that whole tournament, man, not coaching, but basically running the tournament. And uh, that was probably what needed to be done because, like I said, he, he's got guys that he trusts to coach his basketball team in Emerald. But uh, I was just impressed with the way that he, he was the media guy. He was the guy that probably took the money at the door if you didn't have a ticket already. Uh, John Mark Turkey did everything, so and that's one of my former UPS boys. So 
And he's a cowboy, by the way, so. <laughs> Not holding that against Not him. Not holding against him. You, you'll hold it against uh, uh, Clyde, though, if he loses to a cowboy. So. He lost to it. <laughs> he's already up, He's out the door already. <laughs> All right. But the FCA Holiday Basketball Tournament, Greenwood Christian defeated 96-74-59. Uh, the Bears of BHP over the uh, Mustangs of Palmetto, 82-57. Emerald defeated Lawrence, 65-59. Um, and then the uh, championship game, Saluda over Calhoun Falls, 61-55. That one in overtime to become the uh, tournament champ. So Calhoun Falls gets the first runner-up. Emerald comes in third place. Lawrence in fourth place. And uh, again, congrats to the Lakelands FCA and 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 what they do, not only football, basketball, but all the sports, boys and girls. That's your buddy Ben, right? Yeah, Ben <laughs> yeah. Jammer ben runs Jammer. that show. He's a good dude. <laughs> go like, so we it. had him on here. He's a good guy, man. Just it's good. But, you know, everybody thought that Lawrence would be that team to beat, and they finished fourth. The bigger school don't, you know, they know what's about that. It's the heart of that that group and BHP finishing in Saluda and California. I'm telling you, man, look out. The thing is, too, is a lot of these 1A, 2A schools, they'll give the 5A schools all that they can handle. I mean, depth-wise, yeah, they may be deeper at the bench, but five on five, a lot of these 1A schools can beat those 5A schools. Yeah, oh, yeah. So. I mean, there again, you you play defense, you're gonna be, you can play with teams, I'm telling you. It's not always about that jam. I mean, you can play defense in, in high school – control the, the flow of that game, you can shut down an offensive team in a heartbeat. But nobody wants to play defense. They want that jam. They want to play that offensive front. And, and traditionally, it's, it's uh, translated over to uh, college. If you see you see more of that in college, smaller schools doing well. That's what Purdue's doing right now. Purdue's playing defense to score points. and <laughs> They just lost their number one seed. You don't want to be number one in, in college basketball right now. Well, hey, I, you know, I'm pretty proud of my Tigers, number one in the ACC as of right now, just holding on. But they haven't played any of the big names as of yet, so we'll I see how that goes. All right, you sent me a text. And you said, Other than Pitt, they did beat Pitt. You, you said Frosty Flakes. What are we What are we getting into? <laughs> if I missed something by not being able to follow Clemson basketball? Because I'm, I'm the only guy that's in here. I mean, even Howard doesn't like Brownell, but I think Brownell's a great basketball coach. He's an X and O guy like OP back in the day. But you said Frosty Flakes, I'm like – so you know me, man. I'm googling what is Clemson frosted plates. <laughs> Tony the Tiger. Uh, which he, <laughs> I didn't know which way we were going with it. So I'm guessing the, it's the three point shooter kid. It's the three point kid. Yeah, that kid's good. So he's that, deadly out. from outside, he's and that's out. that's what got him past Pitt. If it wasn't for him, boy, it'd be a, another story. The thing about him is, if you foul him on a three, he's getting more shots because he's making the shot and he's going to the line. And he don't. He's like 94 percent from the free throw line. And one. That's it, that's, and that's what it's about. And you, that's the thing that DeBrano hasn't had. He hasn't had the guys to play the defense, and it's not about P.J. Hall anymore. It's about uh, – what's his last name? Johnson? Hunter Johnson? Or not Tyler. Tyler Johnson, that's right. Hunter's the quarterback. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Frosty Flakes is going to roll. I'm telling you, that's a good team because you got North Carolina, NC State, Duke. They're all on what they call that decline, and why not? Now's the time if you're the Tigers, you're playing defense, but go ahead and beat the team like the rest of them are. North Carolina's been shut down like a drum in the past, what, two weeks? Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, you don't want to be ranked in basketball because everybody's out. You got it on your back. You got a target on your back. You got that anyway, but you got to be able to perform too. And you look at uh, Carolina as well. They started out really hot under Paris, and here lately teams have figured out exactly what he's trying to do, and he just doesn't have the bodies to do it yet. No, and I mean it's not the sheer fact that you know I was under the impression that that old Frank took everybody with. Well, he did. And he only took three or four guys with him. 
but you have a base team now that you had to go and you had to really recruit. And I, I, to be honest with you, Tom, I don't know how much portal guys we got out of the basketball. I'm sure Lamont did a lot because he brought two with him. He brought two, and then he got the kid from uh, what's his last name from Siddle Davis. Mm-hmm. He came from Siddle, you know, key player. But it, it's a situation where you got a new coach, a new coaching staff. He's got to build his own players and his own coaches, and he's going to do it. If we didn't think this was a rebounding year, then we are way out on the ledge thinking that we were going to compete in the SEC for a chance. No. We're, we're, this is a two-year endeavor, and I just hope that the trustees and everybody will give him the time. We gave Frank six years, eight years. Let's give Lamont Paris. Yeah. Well, the good news years. is you got the football team as a giant curtain, and right now kind of the basketball team is the man behind the curtain. You're right. <laughs> Baseball's getting ready to start. So, I mean, it's good times. I mean, you know, we all like the spring and see what happens. So, spring forward, as they say. Put your jumpers on and let's go. But. See what happens. All right. Lander has been on fire as of late during this holiday season. Tickets uh, for home games have gone down. They're $5 uh, with kids 12 and under. They're admitted free. And, uh, you know, Lander students, of course, and free of charge doesn't have to show your ID. That is going to be up there. But they got a tough matchup coming up tomorrow. I think they've got uh, both men's and women's going down to Augusta uh, for this one. And the men are coming off a huge win over number 22, North Georgia. Was it 76-75 in that one? Um you know, five Bearcats scoring in double figures. Noah Dunn leading the way, had 16 to go with that. Uh, 13 points for Jared Sheffield, and then he had five assists and seven rebounds to go with that. Chandler Lindsay, 12 points, had three assists, another three rebounds. Um, you know, they're doing it the right way, playing up and down. Just when I have anything to do that day, I get a, I get a, uh, my little forward from our buddy Graham Simpson who does the games. He's like, hey, we're playing North Greenwell. I don't know if you know it, or um, North Georgia today. I was like, I so, anyway, good call, Graham, as usual, on the call. I like He likes showing out. Let's just say it like it is. Graham Simpson is a – have you met Graham? Well, Graham took my spot when I was out with my little illness. But, anyway, kick can do it all. He does, what, soccer, volleyball for Lander. He calls all the games. He's a tennis there, player. <laughs> he does baseball at Lander. He's doing basketball now. Uh, he, you know, he'll impress me when he can wear the headset and play tennis at the same time. <laughs> That's then tough. I'll be impressed. That is tough. <laughs> hey, I can see it now. You, you may even get a call and say, have you seen Grandma on Sin Score lately? He's got a headset on. He's talking to Philadelphia. He's doing it as usual, you know, because he also is the, uh, what do you call it, the beat writer in mm-hmm. South for Philadelphia 76-year basketball. So, anyway. Oh, look at there. Special teams coordinator at uh, my New England Patriots has been fired. <laughs> After yesterday, what's going? Here we go. Um, Also, women's basketball, we mentioned they are headed uh, to Augusta this coming Wednesday. 5.30 is going to be their tip-off. They've got, um, what, a a game against Clayton State, I think, on Saturday at 1.30 as well. So two tough games coming their way. Uh, You know, they they have had a lot of – struggles, shall we say, you know, with a new coach coming in, learning uh, what is basically more of a half-court offense than it was with uh, uh, Pedersen under center uh, as far as getting the team up and down. And now they would set, but Pedersen's team liked to run the ball. They liked up and and down the court. He took two or three of his players with him. Yeah, he did. So that put them behind the eight ball, too. Y'all missed out on that guy, I'm telling you. Kevin Pedersen's a should have a been a beast. Clemson. You're right. That's what I said. Y'all dropped the ball, man, um, on him. But yeah, this is a this has become the new robbery in basketball. Lander and Augusta, because Augusta's played for the they played for the championship last year, and they were in the final eight 
two or three years ago. So Augusta's not going anywhere, and they are the Peach Belt team. So Lander, it's time, your boy Coach Omar, let's step it up and let's take it down. I tell you what, another 100-point game for them coming that way. That's um. who you got to take a little while to see, Bo. <laughs> Lander basketball scoring 100. Yeah, I mean, they've it, done it multiple times already. Oh, yeah, year. they're averaging what? Well, they had, what, 17 three-pointers they made couple weeks ago. Well, the papers the papers <coughs> said they were averaging 69 and a half a game. Mm-hmm. That's every game. They got one they got one that what's the highest one so far? 107 I think. Yeah. So I mean, you get, they're putting NBA numbers out there. <laughs> it's like lights out. <laughs> At the finest. Yep. And so. then the other thing going on over at Lander, um, the number five wrestling team uh, for the Bearcats, 4-1 and one on the season. Their only loss coming to number four, West Liberty. Um, they only fell by a point to that number four national team that is there, but they are number five as of right now. And uh, big wins. Uh, they beat number 14, Fort Hayes State. They beat number 12, McKendry. And they beat number, or excuse me, number yeah, um, 12, Kendry. And they beat Indianapolis and number nine, Upper Iowa, to go along with that in wrestling. So you're taking, when you start taking on the Midwestern teams, that's where wrestling is probably the biggest. That in the East Coast, uh, Upper East, I guess you would say, Northeast. Um, you start taking on teams like that and you're competitive and you're beating them, you got a good team. And you're new. You're, only two, you're, you're, what, two, three years old? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, and, and that's where you gain your experience. I think about When I think about wrestling, of course, I'm thinking about Gates and Vancouver Clemson, but you think about Iowa. How many, how many championships has the University of Iowa won in, in wrestling? A bunch. Minnesota. So, yeah, when you're out competing with those, and, I mean, Billy Wade, you, you don't come in here a lot with us, but I'm going to put you on the spot. How cool is it that Lander has everything? They have lacrosse. They have women. They don't have oh, everything. Oh, they don't have it yet. And they don't have what else? They don't have football. All right, Brian. Sorry. <laughs> I'll let you get that one so Brian can't be mad at me about everything. But, but they're doing women's rugby. I mean, yeah. you know, women and men's rugby, If you, that's another one to take little man to. It's a, it's a cool sport. You and I have seen that one. Um, definitely my sport. <laughs> right. You, you, get cra- you get clowned in that thing. So, Landry's got as much going on as anybody else in, in the southeast when it comes to other sports like that. And it, how long will it be before we get a hockey team? <laughs> 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 They're talking about Columbia. Well, well, they had a, a club team for a while, right? And that's um, where it starts. Anything yeah. that you had intramural and club back in the day now is a sport, and and it's there's nothing. I mean, you got to realize with, with Title Nine, you've still got that to keep that level playing field, so to speak. So if the girls do get it, <laughs> the guys are coming with something else too. So if the guys get a sport, the girls are coming with something else too. So, and and that's fair about it. I don't like that aspect of it. That's right. So this coming in, well, tomorrow you got, uh, or excuse me, Wednesday, you got both men's and women's basketball for Lander Bearcats who are going to be down and Augusta uh, for that one. 5.30, the first tip-off for the girls. Guys will start uh, 30 minutes prior uh, or after that game is over. And then wrestling is in action on Saturday. Um, they're going to be on the road, uh, headed back up to the northwest once again. Now hit uh, that mat, boys. That. Hit that mat hard. Should be fun. And uh, congrats to the women's basketball team. Uh, they ended up uh, beating uh, for their first win, Lees McRae, um, picking up their first win of the season in this one. And, um, you know, it, 63-41, it was at uh, Williams Gym on Saturday afternoon. The fleet outscored them 20-8 to in the opening quarter and then led the way by Mariah Corey, who scored a game-high 17 to go along with that. Big so, time, man. Yeah. So big time is moving big. up. Uh, build on those wins. By the way, Erskine women shot 42% from the field. Pretty good for them. 
Yeah, you know, we we were worried about we were worried about Lander, but I mean they they had similar problems as well. So they're they're starting they're coaching with two years in now. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to build what he's trying to build over at, over there at Due West to what? But I mean, they're staying competitive, and I mean they're getting ready to be competitive because you got baseball softball getting ready to start pretty quick. So the fleet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that, what is it? What is it? What is it? The, the, the flying slogan, fleet. Like, no, but the slogan. What is it that we use all the time here? And I, I blew my mind. But <laughs> go fleet or old fleet or something. Go fleet. Fleet, fleet nation or something yeah. like that. Anyway, <laughs> do us to what? Go get it. All right, and then uh, you look at basketball wise, teams in and around here in the Greenwood area. Greenwood is going to be on the road. Um, up at Easley on Tuesday tomorrow, and that'll be a 7.30 game. Girls will play at 5.30 in that one. And then uh, I believe it's uh, – is it Emerald? No, Saluda is who I've got. Um, Saluda right now, you know, they're sitting at 10-4, and four, got an FCC, FCA championship involved with all of them. They have Abbeville tomorrow night, 7.30 game time for them. That is going to be the game of the week for this week uh, here around area, the Lakelands. Lakelands, you're right. That is going to be the game. That's at Abbeville? It'll be at Abbeville, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. No, actually, it'll be at Saluda. I'm sorry. It's going to oh. be at Saluda, 7.30. So Tigers have an advantage here. They, you know, two of their losses came to Strom Thurmond <laughs> in the early part of the season, but they have been dynamite here on. Abbeville also 6-2 and two on the season, coming up with some big wins to go along with that, particularly the one this week in boys and girls beat uh, McCormick on Friday. So, And both of those teams are pretty solid, too. They're going to be competing, both men and women in the McCormick area are going to be good. That Strom Thurmond team you just mentioned, mm-hmm. they're in top 20 in CSRA. Yeah. So they're 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 playing like I don't know what's going on in the water down there, but I tell you, Strom Thurmond and Johnston area, they they they're good, they're good, not just football anymore. And then uh, John Mark Scruggs, his team, uh, the Emerald Vikings, going to be uh, on the road. They go up take on the Wolverines of Woodruff at seven thirty tomorrow night as well. So come on out, support your teams wherever they may go. And Woodruff isn't that far of a drive. No, not bad no. at all. Head on up that way. They've uh, they've got a couple of home games coming up that are going to be key for them. Friday, they get Chester, and then Tuesday and next week they get Union County before they head to Clinton on Friday the twentieth. So we'll see how all that turns out. You don't hear my music, but everything's breaking right now. But the big story in football in the NFL was Demar Hamlin. He's been released from the hospital. So he's, going, he's going home today, man. So anyway, not to interrupt the basketball talk we got, but every that's been the big story in the NFL and all of college football. So even in, I think Georgia and TC are going to wear the three on their helmets in Georgia yep. tonight. So that's it. That's incredible news. Not even what he went. Not even and... a day. I mean, not even a week or so ago. This man's fighting for it on that field, and I tell you, I, that's something else. That's incredible. Yeah. That's that man up there. That's, That's that man up there. <laughs> there you go. I thought it was a class act that the game ball for uh, Buffalo on Sunday ended up going to the trainer that performed the CPR on Hamlin. So. I didn't want him to get it either, but anyway. <laughs> special teams coordinator for Buffalo should have got that one because, what, two kick returns for touchdowns. Yeah, what about the opener? Uh, what about, that was well, and, you know, if you're sitting there watching it, we're, we're just throwing you all in, in the hole here with this, but if you're watching it, Jim Nance and Tony Romer are like, they didn't. They didn't really want to say it. He said this is scripted by the man upstairs. He said because he's sitting there six minutes ago. He's doing his little heart thing to his teammates who were getting ready to kick off, and Bill Belichick didn't realize. Don't give him the ball first because Bill Belichick's greedy. He wants the ball every time, and he usually he takes the coin toss ninety percent of the time, and he didn't yesterday, and it cost. <laughs> so, it did. 
<laughs> in a big way. But I didn't want to win that game anyway. Can you imagine? I hate us anyway, much less if we win that game up there. <laughs> that would have been tough for the Oof. Patriots. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I know what. What about the Titans? Come, can somebody give me any information on the losing the number one draft pick for next year? You know the Bears get the number one draft pick <laughs> due to yep. that win yesterday. One one win put them away from the. Brable hadn't been fired. Number one draft point. He's the only coach hadn't been so far. We've had since we you and I the three of us have been talking. There's been three NFL coaches fired since we went on the air. <laughs> so <laughs> Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury being the one at the newest at, at uh, you knew about Lovey, which you yeah. love. I love Lovey Smith. Come on. What could he do at Texas? I mean, come on, be for real. That's like, that would have been the, the dumpster fire job in the NFL. Let that man do his thing. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Uh, we'll keep an eye on it because, um, you know, Panthers, too, they've got a coach that they've got to come up with. And I think the man that's up there right now that's running it should get it. I think he will. I, I, that's the thing about <laughs> David Tepper. He – I was going to use something else for Billy Wade here in a little bit. Oh, but, don't do it. Um, no, this is going to be for the – if we ever get to the college stuff. I, don't I was just going to say, man, I, how, how do you not even look at this guy, though? I know you don't want Jim Harbaugh even getting an interview. I don't know why you would give Jeremy Harbaugh an interview when you got a guy that's busting but doing things the right way. You go ahead and just pull the trigger and hire him. I mean, it's not like – I mean, you got a lot of coaches now to choose from. You're an offensive guy. Think about Kingsbury and – Carolina, Cliff Kingsbury. That's an offensive man there. I mean, he's a coordinator. He's a better coordinator. Yeah, but he. He's, I want a coach that isn't going to be a player's coach. That's more of a team coach. Does that make sense? It does. Because and Kingsbury is more of a player coach. You look at the way he handled uh, the Kyler quarterback. Murray. Yeah, Kyler I Murray. mean, it just <clears throat> doesn't need to be that. Middle way. That's needs... why he sits there and I sit here. That's <laughs> it. Hey, matter of fact, help me with that real quick. What's that mean? I ain't smart and educated. I have no idea. <laughs> Somebody just sent, sent me that on there. From the Somas? Yeah, it says the frogs are – I guess that means – Is it there. fear of frogs maybe? I don't know. <laughs> it's out, but underneath it he's got go dogs, so I don't know if that's some kind of – they might have an illness. I don't know about it. Make have to call the game. <laughs> I, I saw it, and I'm like, why did I get this? But I, I, Because I you're of, Chris. That's why I you get a lot of stuff, stuff, buddy. I get a lot of stuff. So. <laughs> and, and we continue. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Chris's chaos continuing on one more time here. All right, uh, let's go ahead and talk about what we came here to talk about. And that was the Frogs and the Dogs uh, that are coming up tonight. 7.30 is game time. It'll be more closer to 8 o'clock by the time kickoff comes around. Probably around, uh, what, 7.55, 7.54. They usually go about 26 minutes of uh, all the hype and everything else that's out there. And that's what we've got, a lot of hype to talk about today. Sci-Fi Stadium in Inglewood, California is going to be the venue. You can watch it on ESPN. Georgia undefeated 14-0. TCU 13-1 on the season as of right now are the Horned Frogs in this one. And we welcome in back in uh, Billy Wade, South Carolina's number one Georgia Bulldog fan, <laughs> joining us here today. Glad to be here, fellas. Glad yeah. to be here. It's been a minute. I think we... Oh, last one was Oregon. Yep, we talked, we talked, we brought, we didn't. Start well, the season. It was tough to get you in because you were going through your stuff with your your neck and everything. It was tough to get you in for a championship, but we got in before the season started so that we could talk about the Ducks. So, and I again, that's the best thing could happen to Oregon, to be honest with you, because they turned it on at the end of the year, too. They finished they strong. They did. But it's a huge game tonight. I mean, it's. Uh, if you had a chance to watch both games, and we're going to assess both, but mainly the one tonight, but. I was I was amazed when I actually looked and I saw that Ohio State had done anything offensively. I was stunned. 
And to, to be able to see a guy like C.J. Stroud who struggled mightily against Michigan, they still won the game, but he struggled against the Michigan defense. And then you see a guy like my man, who I feel like got cheated out of the house from Max Duggan, but um, I see neither here nor there. But um, play the way he did against that Michigan team. I mean, two different styles of play, and that's, and that's where we're at today. And we're, we're talking about the game, and that's what it is going to be tonight. It's going to be another one of the games to where you got two different styles. Ohio State's got that. We're, we're the U or, or the O or whatever they call themselves. TCU, I mean, like I tell you, they were projected seventh in the Big 12. Yeah, they weren't supposed to even uh, brand new coach. I mean, brand new coach. Chandler Morris gets hurt first game, so you got a new coach, quarterback. Which is uh, what was the coordinator here at Clemson? Uh, Chad Morris. Yeah, his son's Chandler was the quarterback. Got hurt, and then you got a kid that lost the starting job. Think about it. When you lose the starting job, what happens normally? Transfer. Hit that roll, baby. (laughs) And and he didn't. He stayed there, and he's like, you know what, Chandler, I wish you well. And they they're roommates. He said, man. Hey, I'll pray with you every day you get back, but you're not getting the spot. And he didn't get it back. So, I mean, you know, pro- and there again, props to them because, I mean, you know, you, I, I've harped enough in Land 22 about Portal and, and NIL's the devil. So, I mean, my actual mama said it. <laughs> you know, I'm going to leave it at that still this year. But uh, this is going to be a super-duper – it's going to be a fight. It's going to be fun. Let's start with the uh, with the coaches that are here. you got Sonny Dykes with TCU, um, first-generation air raid under, uh, what was it, Hal Mum and, and Mike Leach. Hal Mummy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to go along with that and taking on the defensive mindset of jo- of Kirby Smart and, and what he has done. And, and credit to Kirby. I You know, he started out where he got his – is kind of his hands in both the offense and defense, but he's he's gone back what the last five years maybe, and really just let his coordinators coordinate. Yeah, he really. And it's like about we, you know, you know, Stan's always talking about what y'all did with with God winning with Streeter, and they did the same thing basically. I mean, two years ago was when Munkin that's right, came in, and then you lose Dan Lanning mm-hmm. to to Oregon, and I don't, to be honest with you, Bill, it's just I hadn't done my homework. I don't even know who your coordinator is. On uh, Jesus, you do Ruby. That's like DJ, so we're gonna call him TJ. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is. He's new, um, but he's. I was kind of skeptic, you know, when Dan left. You know, I, I didn't know how much the drop off would be, but it, the guy's on the recruiting trail. He's getting it done. He's winning games. I, it's kind of hard to uh, go against him right now. Looking pretty good. I think if you would, if when the season started and we knew what Georgia lost and what they lost to draft and to other players and other teams, to think we're sitting here talking about another national championship for Kirby, I, I would give you 101 odds that we wouldn't be here for that. We'd be for somebody else. And then to throw TCU into the mix. And I mean, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> this, this is this is Chris's chaos, buddy. Two it teams is. that you really had no idea. Because I, I, I give him the devil all the time about Kirby's a one-and-done dude. And, I mean, he's fitting to prove he's a two-and-done or else he's a one-and-one-done. So, I don't know what happens in that game tonight. But, like I said, just the sheer fact that they they both made it. Um, however you want. Like, anytime they see this, and I'm in Buford or whatever, they think, oh, you know, I, I don't know crap, bro. I, I just watch it like you do. I'm a fan. I, well, I was a fan of college football, but now this is an NFL team. So. But they were talking, they were like, we didn't step to see the ball dropping. What was the one, Billy Way? They didn't see the ball drop, but it went left. Or, and it's a funny joke. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, what I always tell you, Tom Carroll, doing green with football, don't leave that ball in that kicker's hand, Mo. You got 50 seconds almost because you and I were texting. Mm-hmm. You got 50 seconds. Get the ball down the field. 
Don't yeah. give that guy a 40-something-yard field goal that he can – Make it as short as possible. I don't know that I'd give him a 20-yard field goal if, if he can keep the ball and Stroud, and Stroud can run it on in the end zone. And then they start taking a lot. Then they start running, trying to run a clock and set the kick up, mm-hmm. which was, what, 11 yards and lost yards on three carries. Yes. And they use their timeouts to do. So, Ryan Day did a wonderful job. He scripted the playbook to send to Sunny Dykes. That's all been done. He went brain. He went brain dead in that last two minutes of that game, trying to just set up a field goal for a kid who's ninety percent. Is that what his record? He was ninety percent. Yeah, on kicks from, kicked two from forty uh, something yards. Right that night. Yeah, but so. I mean, another thing about Georgia people, we always talk about South Carolina, Notre Dame, special teams. That's a team right there that's a juggernaut and always have been on special teams. Well, I'm not going to say always because. I can remember very lackluster teams when it comes to special teams, but then Kirby did decide, and uh, anybody that follows college football know that Kirby puts his best players on special teams. I mean, you come to Georgia, you're gonna if you're the number one running back, you're probably gonna be on uh, kickoff the kickoff team. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna be the gunner. Somebody's going down to hit somebody. So, uh, yeah, Kirby explains that to his recruits that your first role is special teams, no matter if you're a five star or three star. So. And the law firm does their job, but at McIntosh, Edwards, and all that crowd that do play running backs at Georgia, they do their job. And it's fortunate we don't have more injuries than we do. I mean, because that's, you know, uh, that's how Zamir blew out his knee uh, on his comeback last time. You know, he was on kickoff team. Everybody's like, why is he on kickoff team? Because he's probably the fastest player on the team. So. <laughs> Georgia's always, the speed's always been at Georgia. Yeah. I, I watched the Green Bay game last night. They were talking about him. So, some of those guys. Well, but. let's talk about the Georgia offense. Brock Bowers uh, won the Mackey Award, nation's uh, number one tight end. Um, as far as uh, catches, receiving yards, and touchdowns, he leads the team as of right now. He kind of got shut out in that uh, semi game. Um, he had, what, two catches, three catches? It wasn't a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, three catches. Uh, Maybe 60 yards, somewhere along there. Maybe not in quite that much. But. Yeah, but he's averaging 13 yards per rush as well. So uh, He's <laughs> just a big boy. He's hard to bring down. Hard you know? to bring down. Then he's got uh, Darnell Washington, 6'7", 270 uh, at the tight end spot. Um, suffered a bit of an injury at the end of that uh, game last week against Ohio State. But he's only a junior. And um, you and I were talking beforehand. Uh, this is a, a gentleman that – you know, his parents are coming to see him for the first time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had, have not been to a uh, Georgia football game to see, and which is very surprising to me, but uh, they have not been. And I think the cat got out of the bag a little bit about that actually ha- happening for his parents to come out to SoFi and, and see him play. So I wouldn't think they was coming out there to watch him sit on the bench. Now, how much he plays, I don't know. Uh, and then go back to what you were saying a while ago about uh, Bowers not having as much touches. I, I do believe it had a lot to do with – um, Darnell being out, Washington being out, because he's basically uh, a blocking that, back. Yeah, he is. So you take that off the line of scrimmage, it starts opening things up for uh, defense. But hopefully, we'll get him back tonight. Well, and it creates a, a overload for Georgia too, as far as the scheme goes. If you have both of those guys that tied in on the same side, that's, uh, tough. that's there it creates daylight for McIntosh, Edwards, Milton, uh, and the rest of that crowd. Right, right, and that it, very unselfish play with both tight ends. They they both very. Another role when it comes to downfield block. That's another big thing. We've had a lot of downfield blocking this year with Darnell uh, Bowers. You know, McConkey getting open had a lot to do with Bowers and uh, Washington. So uh, let's not discount that. I don't do it as a dog fan. I watch it, so I, I know what. You know, if he's out, I know there's something going to be missing. 
And then, of course, it all starts with Stenson Bennett uh, as well. Uh, how he goes is kind of how the dogs go offensively. He struggled. Shall we say that was his worst game last week that he's played? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say his worst game, but I'm not going to say his well, best game. Well, of the year. Right. Yeah. Uh, of the year, you know, the, the interception, the boneheaded plays. I think he, he tries to do a little bit too much. Um, and there were several times last week that, I mean, uh, that he could have probably got the first down, but he decided to throw it. And that's where he threw that interception. I mean, he had – you could drove a truck through the, the field there. I mean, he had a, all the room in the world to get a first down, and he didn't. But uh, maybe they'll dial him back this this week and just let it come to him, you know. I think he's he's more than capable of handling the pressure, and I don't think that's even a, uh, an issue. But um, I was a doubter. I was a doubter in the beginning. I'm not going to lie about uh, – I'd be telling a story if I wasn't a doubter on his testament. And I had my suspect moments this year. Uh, watching him play, but um, the guy can handle the moment. He knows the offense. And he I, can identify the defenses so well, though. That's that's, that's the key. Yeah. I, I, that's kind of like the Peyton Manning. You know, he, he could go up to the line of scrimmage and dial out and dial in as he needed to, and that's a big – that's that's huge. That's where I think college football on a whole, the, the transfer and and whatnot, not the first-year plug-in players are not dialed in in that, in that fashion. So him knowing that offense, that's – and, and being able to see the defenses that's coming at him is a big deal for us. All right, let's talk about the uh, skilled guys, running back, wide receivers. I think we in good hands. We got some guys uh, healthy right at the right time. Um, keep an eye on Arian Smith tonight, number 11. He's a speedster. Um, <laughs> we all know he gets open quick. He's been hurt for pretty much most of his career at Georgia. He's just now getting a uh, getting a stab at it. Um, big track guy. Um and, you know, getting A.D. Mitchell back is a big, big deal um, and healthy. Just be able to pepper those receivers in there. And then I think Georgia plays its traditional run game. I think Georgia's be able to open up the holes, get the run game going, and uh, we can start having fun. I, I, I do believe we can start having fun with it if Georgia can get, uh, get the guys moving. Yeah, and, well, Oscar Delp, I thought, filled in really well for, for Washington you know, I early on. I, I have to say, you know, it's unprecedented to see these guys uh, right out of high school be able to contribute. Um, you know, in the past we've been able to see, you know, guys go out, you know, first, second game in the year, and uh, we didn't have nobody to fill in. And it's like we just went completely. But we've we've got guys plugged in and, and able to play. And I think Delp is going to be a big contributor going forward uh, in that offense. So, uh, there's no lack of uh, wealth in the tight end room at Georgia. <laughs> That's why I cried when he didn't come to Carolina anywhere. But that kid's good. <laughs> and like I said, you, you're going to get his name right a little bit. If you watch wrestling, it's Barack Bowers, by the way, not Brock. Barack. Hey, call him what <laughs> like you want. <laughs> anyway, uh, and I think you're going to see him doing a lot more. I think he's going to be. He's going to be more involved this week. Yes. He, he's going to be a lot more also in the Russian aspect of the game, kind of like a Jaheim Bell, which we probably stole their look from down there, uh, knowing our coordinator. But we probably stole their, the look with him running the ball because we were, we were doomed. Um, and like I said, I, I'm glad to see Mitchell coming back is huge. But like I said, that's the part that I have really loved about watching TCU football. And I'm going to give you the two guys that, that are going to be ready for the task. The guy's name Kawan uh, Johnson. I mean, he's just a, a crazy kid, man. Defensively, he's a him and Bud Clark and D. You know, D. Winters is the guy I was telling you about. I don't really like him because I think he takes that cheap shot and he's been suspended twice. Probably shouldn't be playing this game, and that's another story. That's between him and Sonny Dice. But um, I don't like the guys that take that easy hit, lower that boom, and try to make that hit hit. 
Right. Um, because he, he's also missed games because of a neck injury, because of his, the way he plays football. But, uh, I mean, I, I just, that's just going to be a, it's gonna be a good game. But, you know, Bud Clark's that linebacker that you need to really – our safety that you really need to watch. I mean, because he, he, he likes guys like Mitchell. He likes some speed boys to go down the field with because he, he thinks he can run with them. I don't mean that. That's <laughs> and I see that fitting into the. I mean, and you got Georgia just got the defensive players that's going to do the same thing with Kendry Miller, um, and and like I said with Johnson, a couple of other guys that TCU's got that are speedsters also. So this game's well, going to be. Yeah, TCU's defense has what five defensive backs, for the most part. That all of them were probably eligible for the Thorpe Award, and Tomlinson was then that ended up getting it overall. But. Um, I don't know, Senior D. Winters, yeah, he's going to lead. He's going to be that Mike right there in the middle. But, uh, you know, Dalen Horton, four sacks uh, on J.J. McCarthy. I think he's going to be a factor on that defensive line. They're going to have to deal with him. Um, I'm surprised. Yeah, he ended up about ranking up 13 tackles for a loss against the Wolverines as well out he's there in the, the desert. So He's the one that starts that, that pole, so to speak. Yeah, I forgot about Thomas. I didn't even say anything about him. Yeah, and that three-three-five, you know, defensive front. Um, you know, we've seen it in high school. You've seen it uh, a little bit on the pros kind of a thing. You don't see it that much in college. You know, mo- most everybody ends up with that 4-3, four, a 4-4, four, 4-5. Four, four, um, and it, for some reason or not, Sonny Dyke's defense right now with Joe Gillespie at the coordinator spot has made found something that nobody has been able to to kind of crack as of right now in that 3-3-5. Three, three, the funny story about Sonny Dykes this week, or since the Michigan game, and he's like, I'm going to tell you something. He said, my phone's ringing off the hook from these Texas school because they didn't know we played defense down here. And they, they had never even heard of Gillespie, and they're like – Hey, uh, after this year's over with, uh, I'd like to talk to him, you know. And, you know, and the funny thing about Gillespie is he's one of those guys that he actually coached with the sword himself. And, and I mean, you never thought of him as a defensive – having a defensive coordinator. I'm talking about Mike Leach. But, he, you know, he's been all over the place. And it's, he's come in and shown that, you know what, I deserve to be here. And we are going to switch it around. We, we make him score 50, 60 a game, but we don't want to have to. Right. We want to play a little bit of defense, and, I mean, I, that's why I was telling you all earlier. I mean, I, I can actually see this game being 49-48 for real, and I don't want the ball to drop at the end on that. So, let's keep it out of kicker. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about the Horn Frogs, TCU's offense uh, as of right now. Um, you know, this is <laughs> – it all starts with Matt Dugan when he came in. Um, he, you know, he threw for, what, about 270 yards in the Michigan game. Um, that was there. You know, a lot of that – Kind of there in that that what, the third quarter that was so explosive where they yep. everybody ended up scoring points here and there. But we mentioned Quayton Johnson. He draws most of the attention out of that bunch that is there. But you know, if you double team Johnson, then you got to worry about Tay Barber and and Darius Davis, uh, and then the tight end Jared Wiley, who really hasn't been used except for the maybe what the last three games so far of this year. Uh, six seven does a good job pulling when he needs to. He'll go out there at wide out uh, and draw some attention that's out there. He's got four touchdowns on the season already. He's great at that blocking position as, as far as a tight end, too. He's kind of like yeah. a Jaheim Bell, not that he's that talented. But, I mean, this is a – and, man, you got to keep these names down because that man going to make a call here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> these are the ones you don't want to talk about because they are, they're the ones that you don't know about. And, and I think they, I think he's scripted. I think Kirby does it. I think Mark Rick was a major guy at scripting. When you gonna see this man play, and when you don't see him yeah, play, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, I I think there's plays designed for for him. I'm t- I'm telling you tonight, so I don't know that they'll do it. I, I think you know what? I wouldn't be stunned if Duggins has more rushing touchdowns than he does passing. 
Seriously, yeah, I problem that may that may come to because I don't see him being able to get the ball well, in that red zone and he's going to the ball. Yeah, he's going to need to too because uh, what Kendry Miller seven point one yards per carry until he got injured last week and and you know you you question whether he's and well, he won't be a hundred percent. Let's just just call it what it is. So both teams right now having key injuries with Washington on Georgia's offense, and then you got Miller uh, at the running back spot. But uh, Dear Mercado is going to have to really step up, and he's proved that he's capable of doing it. Um, you saw flashes of it against uh, Michigan last week. He's a kid, I'm telling you. He's like, you know, you know, we've been talking about TCU for a long time this year because I've been on a team I've really focused on. And Condre Miller's that guy that I like, and I. I'm going to tell you right now, I'll take you at 70% Kendra Miller, and I probably would 100% DeCardo. But the kid did earn his play, you know, with Miller getting hurt first couple series last week. Has to come in and do something that he hadn't had to do all year. Yeah, that's that's something about that fellow right there. And, I mean, like I said, once he breaks that containment, and, and, and Georgia, that's where they're key. They have so much speed in the secondary. They may get beat on balls, and that's – Possibly what you see on both teams tonight. They both, come to the ball. They do, and and they they, they take it around. And it, but if, if I'm telling you, if he can get, you can't to, do that with Dugan though. You can't because, because if if you do think it's Dugan, you know it's maybe like Stroud did last week. He just finds the receivers that are going to be open. Somebody's got to contain. Yeah, yeah. you got to you got to stay with with the guys that are out there. Yeah, like I said, the one thing about Penny to follow this team as long as I have is I, I can coordinate this team. And I'm going to tell you something. You know, you remember the play I think you'll see tonight. And I'm, Chris is saying you can coordinate. I'm on. I am this. I am. I am. I am on this play right here. Okay. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you what's called. No, no. I, I'm more of a side up kind of guy. Um, Coordinator. <laughs> I'm going to coordinate you a play that you're going to see tonight. It's a wheel route. Here it goes. And it, you, you talk about Duggan. Georgia's blitzing Duggan, and, and you're going to see. Wheel route. To either Miller or the other running back, hey, whoever it is. It. I and see there it. you go. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, man. Yeah, he beat us with a quick slant. I don't understand for for uh, the life of me why we can't pick up a quick <laughs> slant. I mean, Ringo, man. Hey, pick on Ringo all night. That's what they're going to do anyway. Number five, they're coming for him. I already know. But, you know, it's uh, – 50-50. Let's talk about that Georgia defense. It's got to start up front with a big man in Jalen Carter. Yeah. What what a monster he is. He is. But, you know, they once again, like Chris said, you know, I mean, they had a plan for him. They, they um, you know, triple-teamed him at times. I mean, to keep him out of disruptive uh, force out of the backfield. And it, you noticed, uh, I think a buddy of mine, Greg, he texts me and says, man, is Carter sick? I said, well, no, I don't think he is. But you didn't hear his name, you know. So, I mean, if he uh, – I don't think that uh, I'm not throwing shade at TCU by no means, but I don't know if they as good as Ohio State was up front. Yeah, well, their claim is fame is how physical they are up front. That's, right. Well, we're going to find, yeah, out we'll find out just how physical. I mean, Georgia has a, a, a offensive line too now that was second up to the Joe Moore Award-winning Michigan. Uh, you know, there was a lot of controversy on that, but. Um, you know, hey, defensively, we we got a bunch of young guys out there. You just asked me uh, earlier before the show about Malachi Starks. I mean, he's still playing. I mean, true freshman. Uh, I look for him to get picked on tonight. Um, uh, Christopher Smith, mistake, yeah. you know, Christopher <laughs> Smith's a seasoned veteran. Um, hey, much as Duggan likes to throw it, I look for a pick out of Chris Smith. I mean, he's he's a ball hawk. Um, you know, and that front, it, you know, Ingram. There's several new guys that's. Mikael Williams, true freshman, played every game for us this year. Um, there's a few to keep a, a, your eye on. Uh, Chaz Chambly uh, went out with an injury uh, last week as well. That's big. We're already thin on that outside backer spot. So, 
Um, uh, it'd be a key. Everybody's so worried about, um, you know, Darnell not playing. I, that Chaz Chambly is a big – that's a big deal for us because our depth is very poor on that outside backer spot. So, you'll have Bill and Chambly taking most of the snaps, if all possible. Um, but I, I look for, you know, Georgia's going to get after him. Uh, yeah. They're going to get after him. They, they, they ain't let – Kirby has shown no signs of letting off – <laughs> against any team this year. He's, well, he's, he's bringing somebody on a corner blitz. He's bringing somebody always is going to be causing a problem. Yeah. Well, during the press interviews, uh, Will Muschamp had what, maybe no, two? No, don't talk about Will. <laughs> no, we, we've, done well. we've, so done well. we've done well. We've done well. But uh, Glenn Schumann's defense, let's call it that, uh, what he does with the linebackers, Marcus Johnson, you get Nolan Smith back, uh, Zamil Mondon, um, you know, he's a junior that leads the team right now in tackles and, and you know, a lot of other statistics that are involved in all of that. But, uh, you know, that, that group of, of – four or five middle linebackers, you don't know where they're coming from, and that's going to be the strength, I think, uh, in that secondary, particularly if they fall back. We, we saw that uh, against Stroud. Um, right. yeah. You know, they had one or two guys that were constantly eyeing where he was going. Yeah, and it, it, it was unfortunate. You know, we have a guy trip up or, you know, just get out of the, you know, grasp of the jersey. But, you know – I'm not going to homer this. I know Chris is going to come at me pretty hard about it. <laughs> but if anybody watched that tape over, I don't know if they watched that game over like two or three times like I did, but the holding was absolutely insane. I'm that talking, was Pac-12 officials. So, yeah. I've seen Jersey. Now, I've watched games, and I'm not trying to be biased, but that was horrible. It was horrible how bad we was being held. So I hope to let the boys play tonight and maybe get in the backfield, you know. But um, you know, that's kind of my take. I think Georgia gets after them, and I, we we adjust if uh, they start passing. We'll adjust uh, up front and back in. And uh, like my brother told me, he said I was in a panic in the Ohio State game. He said, "Don't worry, we'll adjust." You know, but the adjustment was just a little <laughs> too close for my comfort. So uh, I think we get it done. You know, if we just play. Georgia yeah. football. Well, before we get into the schemes and everything else that are there, we got one more group to talk about, and that is the special teams as of right now. Um, I say we're pretty evenly matched special team-wise. Yeah, we are. I think so. And I don't know if you guys, how many bowl games you watched this year. Did you watch how many was one-off special teams? Mm -hmm. That was fascinating to me. I mean, <laughs> special teams has become a – and how many coaches was willing to roll the dice on these fourth and three, fourth and uh, 13 yeah. – you know, in their own – it just showed me, hey, man, and I see Sonny Dykes or uh, pulling out all the stops. I mean, I look for some fakes, you know. I look for, uh, you know, TCU's got nothing to lose uh, but everything to gain. So, it's going to be – it's going to be interesting on special teams. I think we're pretty evenly matched. And, uh, like I say, uh, Pod Lesney, he missed two last week, uh, 147 and one in – in his wheelhouse of like forty three, so he's not uh, he's not ice yeah. right now, you know. So. Well, at least he wasn't like uh, PJ Parter, who really struggled in his last game for the Tigers. Yeah, that was rough watching those first three go wide left, wide right. It's hard to watch when you see a you know a kicker is very capable mm -hmm. of, of making those, and then all of a sudden we're getting those streaks. You know, mm -hmm. it's it very it's devastating for a kicker. All right, well, let's talk about uh, the schemes for all this. And, and a lot of people are saying Ohio State kind of wrote the playbook for TCU to go by. And really, 
Ohio State and TCU are similar, but not quite similar as far as their offensive schemes go. Um, and when you look at the defense as well, there's no real big names that have stand out outside of the the you know the big linebacker there in the middle. But it, it's it's more of a team effort. Everybody plays their lanes. They do. Has their responsibilities, and they take care of that. Nobody's relying on anybody else. No. I like. I mean, I. I mean, we can. I mean, we, we can hash it out all day about who's got. I mean, I. I I'm not. I'm not a TCU Horn Frog guy. I'm a Gamecock, and I mean, I wish we had the defensive guy that we got that we're talking about with TCU. I mean, I think Bud Clark's one of the best safeties in the game. I think D. Winters is one of the best linebackers in the game, and they're there for a reason. And, and you, you don't even talk about Tomlinson, who ends up like you say getting defensive player out of the pack, out of the excuse me, not the Pac-12, the Big Twelve. Big Twelve. Um, but, you know, he, he hit me a minute ago, and I, I lost my train for a minute because you're talking about special teams, and we just I just thought about I ain't giving that kicker Carolina, no chance. Carolina's got that special team. <laughs> we ain't going to give that kicker no Come chance on, at that last it. kick, though. But, like I said, you, the, I mean, you started talking about what, – what amazed me was the fact that I've watched TCU a lot more than have Georgia. And I know, I know why, because, I mean, I know what Stetson the 19th is going to do. And, <laughs> and he's going to have his yard. He's going to have close to 250, 300 yards. Now he's putting up 350 to 400 yards. Because he got to. Which he's going to have to tonight. Well, I, I'm and and I think a lot of that has to, to do with, with teams stepping up in big games. Because TCU has done it. We saw Ohio State do it. Michigan even did it. Uh, they were averaging, I think, it was 6.5 yards per carry rushing the ball. They ended up with 7.2, I think, uh, rushing the ball in that game against TCU. So, I mean, it, it's – I think big teams in big situations ended up playing big or bigger in the big games. These are quarterbacks. Let's talk about how good they really are. I've told, I've given Stetson the what was he nineteenth or thirty ninth already. I've given him the biggest praise I could ever give him because I love Connor Shaw. He's that kind of quarterback to me. Yeah. The two quarterbacks are so different because Max Duggan is so big, and you got Stetson who's just done his thing from. From the time he was a freshman on that on that campus, and you got guys on that bench that could be playing anywhere else in the country, right? Uh, Beck and Gunner and the rest of those guys, Vandergrip, and the fact that he's held on to it is he kept them guys at bay is amazing. These two quarterbacks have almost a thousand yards together. They also have sixty something touchdowns and only thirteen picks between the two. I'll let you decide which one has more interceptions. <laughs> well. I mean, assessing by one. <laughs> I'm not going to make it yet. But I mean, this is, the game is going to come down to, and I think the key is who can get a rush going. Yeah. Because I mean, if 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 you if you if you are Sonny Dykes and you, and here's here's the guy that we hadn't thought about. We're talking about Garrett Riley, who is the offensive coordinator. Do you, Tom, you're a defensive guy. Do you not? You know what? Whenever you see liner, I mean uh, Carter lineup right there, and he's at where's he play? Nose tackle. Nose tackle. Yeah. All right. I'm going to tell you right now, I almost just tell my center get out of the way and let him focus on whoever's going to get the ball first and pitch it outside on the other side. I'm just telling you, there's way to avoid this pass rush. <laughs> there's ways. I know you got guys coming in from the second wave, and that's where that center and that right tackle pick back in and say, okay, I'm going to let him through the first one, but I'm going to get the guy blitzing. I'm going I'm to take him down. And You know, Carter can only control so much. I mean, yeah, I, and they showed that last week. I mean, I mean, and I, and I think that's kind of what Ryan Day did. He said, "You know he what? Did. I'm gonna let you have a shot." And, and if Sonny, and you know, Sonny likes is gonna do it because he likes his quarterback to run. I mean, he doesn't think, and this kid thinks he's like a Joe Burrow out there. He thinks he's like <laughs> six foot two that can run for days. I mean, and that one game against Kansas State, I'm gonna tell you that, that should have won him a Heisman. I'm, I'm done with that that 
there. But um, he gets knocked out of the game. He comes back in, gets knocked out again. He comes back in. They said, uh, I mean, you're walking a little woozy. Dude's missing two teeth. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm he, hearing a he's lot. Tough, I'm hearing he's a lot, a lot of Max Duggan running. running. But guess who else can run? Sesson. Oh, there's no doubt. The boy's got wheels. I mean, so. I think it's the style of play that I guess where I'm going with that. You're not going to see a lot of blitzes from TCU. They'd rather have him stay in the pocket with yep. the secondary at Georgia the way it is. I mean, they would rather. Well, they'll I design mean, runs for, uh, for Dugan where they don't necessarily design runs for Bennett. There may be one or two, but yeah. Dugan is, plays a heavy part. And it's usually in the red zone. Mad yeah. Max is going to run the ball in the red zone because I'm telling you, Georgia is the best defensive team in the red zone in that short yardage. That, that, that's the compliment to them. They are that good on defense, and, and Sonny Dykes knows that. So Garrett Riley's got to do – he's got his work cut out tonight. And that's, you mentioned the defense, and that's kind of where I think the fact, big fact factor in this game is is TCU relies heavily on the other two aspects outside of the offense, the special teams and the defense, to score. Um, we had two defensive pick sixes that's it. last yeah. week. Yeah, that was the and, jump start for Michigan. Yeah. I mean, that, that game there, that's when it really it was starting. Yeah, and it's been that way all season long. The defense has managed to come up with points somewhere you know, in the game or special teams has, and that just kind of fuels that offense and makes them better. It was kind of like the SEC championship for us. You know, you know, they spotted us two touchdowns basically off of just, you know, hey, we had 14 points out of the gate just mm-hmm. with the, uh, the interception off the guy's helmet, and then we had the block field goal that went back. You know, four, you give up points like that, those turnover margins become such deficits, you know. I never thought that I'd seen Georgia had come back on Ohio State last week in that two touchdown. I, it just looked – I had already made my mind up. I was like, there's just – we just going to give it away or it's already gone away, you know. I didn't, and then here we are playing for it, you know. So, it's like – That's where I think it's going to be. I think you're going to have that. TCU, they don't want to be ahead. They they don't want to dang And, and they're going to start out slow. We they, know that. So. It's kind of like old Rocky, you know. He's going to hit you with a knockout blow, you know. I've yeah. never seen a team that – and I call it chaos, and it's that's what you give me my, my thing. How many teams practice the way they do these special teams? I mean, they'll wait to the last day blame minute with, with like 10 seconds on the clock, and they'll send everybody out to kick a field goal. 13 seconds all it took TCU to yeah. win the championship. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, that, that's what, <laughs> that was insane. And, 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 that's and they I, got nothing to lose. I, I, <laughs> and that's why I go, hey, I, I, come on to talk about the Bulldogs and, and the Horn Frogs. I have no disrespect for the Horn Frogs whatsoever. I told Courtney coming up here, I said, you know, if I got to lose to a football team tonight, hey, TCU is a is a team that, you know, I I'll, I'll accept that loss and, and move on from it. Do I want to win it all? Yes, I do. But uh, Max Duggan, I like the way and uh, Sonny Dykes. I, I before we met here in the national championship, I was hoping that they would <laughs> be in a good spot because I have no no qualms with TCU. But, we, but nobody thought they'd be here. We thought they'd be another no, year no, or two no. before any any progress. You know, I mean, yeah, new coach will come out and win a championship right away. I wonder how many millions is going out for Sonny Dykes right now in the NFL. I bet, that, I bet there's some money. You know, all these coaches changes, I figured you probably didn't see one. Sonny Dykes. Next head coach. coach. <laughs> no, like I, we talked about Gillespie, the defensive guy. He's already getting looks from the college guys anyway. But, um, like I said, I hadn't seen what Mad Max uh, – what's the furniture guy that throws all the dang money out there mm-hmm. on these bets? Oh. He got it where Georgia was favored by so many points, and now somebody in this area or somewhere has done throwing some millions out there now because the spread's dropped another point. But, I mean, another half point down. So, you're down to 11-point spread now, which I still think it's a little bit high. But Georgia, Georgia's not good of a team, man. They deserve to be there. 
there. That hurts me saying that, but that hurts me as a gamecock. Not as what we do for a living. That hurts me as a gamecock. So <laughs> I, I never have nothing against the Bulldogs. It's just you take boot off my plate. That's the way I look at it. How long have we been doing this? He's got something against the Bulldogs. He's got, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a little I, grudge there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm, – I, I can't, I, I I'm not going to let that it one. It might have started at the fire pit when I had a buddy of mine just say, you know what? I, you know, we <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I did. I called him out at the fire pit <laughs> at, a, at a church, you know. So it was totally unorthodox, man. It was uncalled for. And, and then he takes me, well, when are you going to come back at me? When are you going to come back? And, and it was just one of them games that Carolina had no chance to win. I mean, they, and they ended up winning. They won it. And, it, and I didn't harass that, that crow. dude. I'm still I, eating that crow. Dude. I still, oh, dude, I'm going to tell you, this is the best place to eat crow because he got good sauce up here for that crow. <laughs> <laughs> and I like I said, I may have to eat it. I mean, well, I don't. I mean, I think we're. I mean, I'm going to pull for TCU, but I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in the game. Regardless of what happened, guys, I can tell you that. Uh, and I, Chris, you have to agree with it. I mean, it's like you lose this many guys at the NFL, man. Fifteen oh, guys, yeah. you know, thirteen guys in a transfer portal. We didn't pick anybody up out of the transfer mm-hmm. portal this year. I mean, it, this really speaks volumes for what Kirby's done down there to have these guys in place to be fourteen and zero, looking at a national championship. Winning the SEC championship. Hey, I started out the season, like I told you, Tom, I said I was hoping that maybe we'd be in this position, but kind of a far-fetched uh, reality. But, you know, I'm like, hey, we're here now. And it was all for a reason. Um, you know, Kirby has got that that program built. And I don't want to hear that it's the new Alabama or it's well, what have you. It's, it's Georgia football. And uh, I think it's here for a little while, and hopefully we – we pull one out tonight. Kerr might be that guy going to the NFL, though, man. He might be that guy. He might be. Right I, you know, he may be coach's last one right here, but I don't think 10 million. He's not going to let go of 10 million right now. I, just I, I wouldn't. You know, you were talking about the fact that you're not, you know, you, he doesn't want to be Alabama. I had a lot of people saying, well, this is the next dynasty that's going to be there. I said, they're not going to. Yeah, he was a saving dude, but I mean, they don't. He wants to be his own self. And I, that's where I have to eat the crow because I told you, I think this guy's a joke. I think him and Jimbo were jokes, and, and he's proved me wrong, and I eat crow every time they win a game. Well, how would you like if somebody said, hey, you can be the next Tom Carroll. You're the next Tom Carroll. You're the next Tom Carroll. I mean, it's like, <laughs> nah. how would you like it? It'd I be know like, better you know, because, see, you didn't even pronounce it right. <laughs> it's, the next, it's the Tom Carroll, by the way. Well, <laughs> how would you like to be the next Tom Carroll? You know, I might be Graham something. I don't know who, or Brian King, whoever it may be. I don't know. But I do what I do. He does what he does. And I, can, I there's no way I'd ever even – I wouldn't fight on that thought, man. It's just, it's just a guy – and I guess I guess where it is for me, you want to well, Georgia, I'll tell you what it is. I got friends in Augusta that I'm gonna tell you they're arrogant assholes. I and understand. you can edit that out. And, <laughs> and that's fine. But and, and it's just the fact that it doesn't matter. It, they could be playing you could combine every NFL team in a Pro Bowl and Georgia plays them and they think they're gonna win that game and if they don't, it's the official's fault. That's just how that mentality is. I'm sure it's like Gamecocks, Tigers, I mean we got them fans. No, nah, there's none of those fans. Oh, no, that. I've been kicked off every website <laughs> there is. Tom was the Tom Carroll. There's, none of, those, there's none of those guys. I have been kicked off every Gamecock website there is just because I speak my mind about Beamer and Rattling the rest of the crowd. But, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I, I, I expect, a, I expect yeah. a good game, man. I really do. I, I mean, do, and you're going to see it. I think Georgia comes out hot. Uh, I think TCU comes back and makes a game of this, uh, you know, particularly in the third quarter. Um you know, and we'll see what happens. Uh, is the third quarter going to be as high scoring? Maybe probably the fourth quarter might be the high scoring quarter in this one. But. I wouldn't be saying the uh, team doesn't uh, kick a field goal <laughs> first half. That's what we do. I mean, that's what they do. I mean, that's, yeah. t- that's TCU I mean, that, football. That's, that's what you're looking at here is score predictions, guys. You got anything you want to share with us? Man. Willie's already stole mine, so it's already out there all Did over he? the. Oh, yeah. I, had, I can tell you, I would not be stunned. 
Mike, you hear what I'm saying here? Because you're a Tiger man, too. I would not be stunned if you got a 49-48 football game here at this end. I'm telling you, this thing could go to 100 points. These two offenses can score. And I think for Georgia to win, they've got to somehow shut it down to 30 points. I don't think they can let TCU have 40, 45 points. I just don't – that's going to be a little much to overcome there. And but like I said, yeah. Georgia's going to score them first because TCU, they, it's like they want to sit back. They like to just sit back second half and it's like, well – Look at their watch. Guess we better start playing now. No, they just say, well, <laughs> we're at the 14 minutes of the second of the third quarter. Let's just wait till we start the fourth quarter and then we'll try what we got to do. And they'll wait till midway through the fourth quarter and boom, they go at it. But I wouldn't be stunned. But if I had to give you a score, I don't know, man. Because, I mean, it, you're either going to look like a fool or you're going to be a genius. That's how, that's how bowl games are. Nobody thinks anybody can score on Georgia. I mean, I, I get that. I mean, I know Georgia's going to score. I think they know by last week anybody can score on Georgia. I, I just – I don't know, man. What do you think? I mean – I think the first one to 40 wins. And I think they both score 40. So I mean, I Maybe the last one after I, I, 40. Actually, I'm thinking this is probably going to be more of a 45-38 kind of game. Well, we're under 62, so – we're both over the yeah, over. We're under. Both over. You think they're going to go the under for sixty-one? You think that's more? Gosh, man, as more as the day goes <laughs> on. I mean, I, I was kind of one of those under guys, man. I've been running the under table, man. But I, you know, I listened to a little bit of Benji this morning, and hey, by the way, I even gave him a big shout out to, to Bulldog Nation on the radio. I said, man, let's let's do this thing. But beside the point, you know, more I've listened to it, it's like I've, I've, I'm starting to go the over. Uh, you know, it's like I don't feel like the, the defense is going to hold. You know, it's going to become a shootout. And Georgia's just not good when the score gets above 30, 40 points, man. Georgia's in uncharted water to me. And I, I, I'm, I'm going to hold my score down. I'm gonna, I'll am i go in the 38-21 dogs. He's going to shut that Dougie down is what he's saying. So, uh, I mean, that's I, – I, I, I wouldn't want either – tell you what, though. If you get behind, I wouldn't want either quarterback not to be my quarterback. If if you got to bring somebody back, Duggan's got to make it through the game, but Leah, and, I, and I agree with that. I that mean, running stuff will. If we get a target, then I hope, I hope we don't, because then everybody's <laughs> going to say, "Oh wow!" Well. Try to take my man out. You see that? I'm going to tell you right now, yeah. Stetson Bennett's going to get hit too. It's going to be think physical. That's going to be the key. I think <laughs> Stetson's going to get hard. So I don't know. If they kill him, but anyway. it's physical. He he will see his the 19th. We'll see another day. <laughs> but just just and that's again. That's just this. That tributes to a team like Georgia and that Kirby and, and the fact that, you know what, he saw something in Stetson that a lot of other teams didn't. He reminds you of a Grayson McCall, a kid that wants to be there. I don't want to go nowhere else and all this other I crap. I have that no we'll explanation see. for it. I, I mean, really don't. I mean, the a, fact that he's that that he's that where he's at right now and nobody's really looking at him in the pros and you got a Carson Beck and you got well, Gunner Stockton. You look at the you quarterbacks got, that are behind him in that quarterback well, room. I mean, Gunner Stockton and Mandegriff. I mean, I, it's funny that I know <laughs> You know, I, no no pun intended, Tom, but uh, I did uh, text one of my buddies there in that Clemson-Tennessee um, game and asked him if he wanted one of our quarterbacks, you know, because we, we got three yeah, more behind him, you know, and he's like, oh, okay, well, whatever. But, you know, I, no pun intended. It was just the struggles for real. Yeah. But I think I think Clemson is going to become a, a good football player. I think it's going to become a good quarterback for Clemson, so I'm not uh, – I, I mean, I I didn't rather. I mean, they, he was great between the twenties. Is when we got in the red zones, we got yeah. We couldn't I, get in the know, so. Come on, man! I think he should have had the full season. I can't believe we got as many quarterbacks as we got sitting. Yeah, they were For Carolina. Have. Yeah. Matter of fact, you're going to have a kid that's not going to come now. Probably Dante Reno is probably not coming to Carolina. I, I don't know if he's scared of competition well, not that, or what. But that Sellers I mean, is coming. Yeah. 
I, I, we're not going to talk about Sellers. I don't. I just think he's a gimmick quarterback <laughs> with a gimmick coach. But he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. But you know, you take him out of that system, and I don't know. So we got high scores, low scores. Oh, by the way, all of my dog friends that are out there, we. I really want to come to Twin Peaks tonight. We're going to do D. Tom Carroll's going to do his uh, TCU Horn Frog dance that we were going to do. <laughs> we're both looking for shirts for it. Billy Wade has his Georgia stuff on. I was going to involve him about him. We had the VIP room booked up down there. But this half right here, if you really, like you say, if you want some, go get some. I, we will be at Sports Break, will we not, Billy Wade? Yeah, that's what we'll be. We were going to be, and you've been invited I'm to going, come join us. I'm and going, I mean, man. we're going to go over there and get a little bit of uncharted. I'm sure I'll be, I'm, well, I'm going to wear this. I mean, everybody's going to, I don't, I, the one time I did wear George's, I'm going to tell you, so I'm going to tear it real quick. Hey, I'm did tell you, you give him that shirt back from Tommy Two Pants? Because you nope, can wear it. It's there. I don't remember if you got it. I left it on his He's got a Georgia shirt. I, know, he's got I left it at the church on the front row of the church because <laughs> I knew they know I don't sit on the front row. So I left it there. And I don't know if you got it or not, but that's what I was going to say. We come in here a lot, and I sit there, and I think of that seat right there, just spun right there. And it's, it's almost like looking at me, and that's Tommy New Pants. And then a friend of mine, like I tell you, Carl uh, Wallenberg, who passed away this year uh, right around Christmas time. And, and he's a big Tiger – I mean, a big uh, Vol fan. And the last the last text I got from him was when we beat Tennessee. And he's like, man, I ain't believe you did me like that. I didn't even get a chance to respond. So, it, you know, this is almost like a, 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 a not a great place to come to anymore because all our guys are gone. And like I said, that's what it's about. Uh, he knows we, we joke about a lot of crap, but I love him. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, like you. I mean, you're a Tiger. We got Mike and Christy up there today. Tigers, I don't want to talk, but that's all right. I mean, I got B Red running all over the place. I want to get a score. Mike, you got a score? You think you got a score for tonight? Okay. All right. Not well, going to be well, close, but hopes it is. So. I was, I was kind of hoping he was going to say TCU. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've got a venture district in TCU. My aunt graduated from there uh, over in Fort Worth. So Did we ever I, figure I, out I get a, why? I get a free T-shirt if it has happened. So. Well, look, they're not tailgating. Let's just say that. They're not tailgating. <laughs> no, right. But here's the one thing that, that I want to ask Bill real quick. I know that you want to get this out before we get to sports break or whatever so they know where we're at. But, and you'll have it up by five. But the one thing that caught me by the eye, and it's something that I don't like that happens in, in these football games, you know the last time Georgia played outside the state? The day after my birthday, November, they played at Kentucky. That's the last time they played a football game that wasn't in, in the state Georgia. of Georgia. Hey, that's a pretty good point, Chris. <laughs> and, and I, don't, I mean, I don't know that, right. that that's anything to, to – I mean, because here's the deal. We know Clemson, Carolina, and Georgia, they're going to travel. It don't matter if they go to Indian play. you got some people going in them all games. Um, and that's why I was a little surprised about the tailgates and stuff like that. They don't do it out there. They, they don't know football out there. That's the whole key. That's why DJ going to Ohio, Oregon State's huge. He, I'm telling you, he's going to be huge out there. He got a game caught running back with him. <laughs> well, you got a, a offense that favors the running quarterback. So you got a coach. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I like Mike Mike Smith at Oregon State. That's a great player. But I was just, you know, I was thinking about the other day. I was like, I wonder when the last time Georgia played outside of the state. That's a pretty good point. And then, well, even the Georgia Tech game was at Athens. It was correct. And it then, was. and then you play. There's two games that we didn't talk about really, and that's the Kentucky game that last time they did play in Lexington, sixteen six maybe. It was a it very low like scoring that. affair. It was a dogfight yeah. against a team that, without that quarterback, Will Levis. I mean, I was a little surprised, but and then the other game is the route of LSU, who turns around and routes the Purdue team yeah, I, in I, a bowl game. I, I agree. That's up and down. That's like. Where's that offense at? And then where's the one out that's been playing these last two weeks that's putting them numbers up? Yeah. So I, I, well, yeah, I agree. And, and you know, <laughs> you're dealing with a different type of weather climate that's going to be out there. It's not a dome, so you're going to be outside. 
Is it? It's raining right now, right? I ain't sure. Yeah, I think it's raining. I looked at it. Be red. Give me a score. These tigers right there, they eat something, man. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> eat something. But it's, yeah, it's, and I think Georgia is going to travel well. Um, there may be a sea of purple on one side and sea of red on the other side. But, you know, TCU, everybody's coming. This is their first Why championship you? since I'd sell the house. Forever. Yeah. Well, you got to sell the house. That cat that runs that furniture store, he'll give everybody a ticket and fly you out there. <laughs> Probably did. Oh, Matt, what's his name? Mad Max or something like that? Mike or we'll something? We'll save you money. <laughs> See, you know the commercials. I don't even know the commercials. <laughs> but we're in for a good game, man. Like you said, it is a testament to Kirby and them that they're back. Um, losing everything they lost, uh, and then the sheer fact that you you know Gary Patterson re- basically retired because of health, and you've never heard of Sonny Dykes, and then he comes in and loses his starting quarterback first game, and then he's got to go give a kid that lost his job, and it's tough to build a confidence level back up for a player. And I mean the fact that they're both playing these games, um, I'm just glad it's not Ohio State Michigan. I probably wouldn't watch it. <laughs> So, to be honest with you. I think we're all feeling that same way. Yeah. Go along with it. Should be a fun one. Dogs and the Frogs uh, going to be a fun one tonight. 7.30 is uh, when the airtime will start. Kickoff around 7.55, somewhere around that neighborhood out there in Inglewood, California. It'll be on ESPN. You can catch it there. 14-0. Undefeated Georgia Dogs taking on the Horned Frogs at TCU at 13-1. and By the way, thanks again coming thanks, in. Thanks for having me, guys. I always love coming oh, on with you. Yeah. Come back Monday. Chris, uh, always a pleasure. Yeah, man. Do it Good again on Monday, on, 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 thir- on Thursday. <laughs> Who's the fellow named beside me right here? Right? <laughs> uh, he, he's wanting a little help over there. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Everything's he's, Philly. He's in basketball mode, so. He we'll needs see. to be. I think the whole Eagles team's in basketball mode now. But anyway. All right. So we I will see you Thursday, right before Jake Bartley takes the stage. We'll be on the stage at Howard's on May. We look forward to see you there. Enjoy the games and let us know uh, what you think of them. Give us uh, a shout-out uh, on uh, Facebook and also on Twitter, the Lakeland Sports Guys. You can find us there. Hey, right, let me just tell Jake real quick. Foxy Cox is coming out of retirement. I'm going to pick a grand with you, baby. Watch him now. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. Come by and see Howard. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys.